from Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. Today, we're talking about a brand that needs little introduction in this city. In fact, if there were a Mount Rushmore of great Atlanta brands, our guest today would be on it. It also might be one of the greatest small business success stories you'll ever hear. The Varsity has been asking patrons, what do you have, for over 90 years. It has persevered and grown with this city like very few restaurants have, and boasts the distinction of world's largest drive-in restaurant. We sat down with Ashley Weiser, the company's marketing director, and great-granddaughter of founder Frank Gordy. We got a crash course in the Varsity's history and talked about what's next for one of our city's most iconic brands. Without further ado, we present our conversation with Ashley Weiser from the Varsity. I have to tell you, we've been really excited about this one because as a Metro Atlanta native and an avid sports fan, the Varsity is just sort of intertwined. It's in your blood, right? It's in our blood, right? (laughs) So from... I mean, literally, I don't remember a time, you know, when the varsity wasn't part of our kind of routine, right? right? Going to a Braves game down at even Atlanta Fulton County Stadium or a football game at the Georgia Dome or, you know, a basketball game at the Omni. It's like you hit the varsity on the way, right? right? So tell me, you have a very unique perspective on the company because you're a little bit closer to it than the rest of us. Yeah, I'm a Um, a lot closer. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about your background and your family history and how you uh, you link up with the varsity. Okay, Um, so my great-grandfather is uh, Frank Gordy, was Frank Gordy, varsity's founder. Um, So I'm the fourth generation um, to work in the business. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so your... um, is it paternal or maternal grandmother took over for paternal paternal yeah. grandmother mm-hmm. took over for Frank yes um, and she's she's still around and, yeah she and is do you want me, me to before. tell you a little bit more yeah, about that please okay. do please do <laughs> all right you want like a basic history kind of I would love that. okay yes. all right I'll do my best okay mm-hmm. so Frank Gordy um, was a middle Georgia who's from Thomaston Georgia mm-hmm. a kind of farm boy and yeah. his mom was a postmaster right. And um, he had big dreams of becoming an entrepreneur, and he um, went up to Reinhardt College and studied there for a few years. I think that was 1924, before he uh, actually transferred to Georgia Tech, and everybody kind of knows the, yeah. the legend that he, um, he did drop out, bail yeah. out of, uh, of Tech, um, and that one of the other urban legends that I just love is that he had um, an engineering professor, I don't know what kind of professor was, but told him that um, he was too dumb to run a hot dog stand. <laughs> and it's just like a story that keeps getting repeated yeah. over and over, and so it's right. kind of like ingrained. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but yeah. it's just something that like people say. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, he... Um, We're going to go with it's true. I, I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. we know he wasn't, though. He, right. he redeemed himself after Tech. Clearly. But, um, so he, when he was at Tech, he really saw a need for, um, for a fast, easy food option. Mm-hmm. And he had done some traveling um, with his brother. They... Um, were interested in real estate and they um, decided to like take some trains out and just like see some different new places and they saw the beginnings of fast food and diners in Florida and um, you know other places in the southeast (laughs) and he came back to Atlanta and he's like this is what we really need we like we need this like fast easy food cheap you know option Um, the dining hall he um, I remember reading that he had said that it was um, it was pricey and you had to go in and sit down and actually get served. It wasn't like, you know, you could go through a, a buffet sure, line yeah, or something kind of, like that. We kind of mold those after fast food. Today. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, he kind of took what he had seen other places and said, I'm just going to try this. And his uncle actually owned, um, a gas station and there was a little lean to building on the side of the gas station. And sure. he said that he could, um, he could use that, rent it out for a small price nice. and, uh, open up his, restaurant yeah. so um it was a um, was smaller than this room it was it had a chili <laughs> pot and um a cooler for cokes yeah. and you could just walked up and, and got your order and left there was yeah. no, no place to sit or anything like that so that was at the corner of uh lucky street and hemp hill okay. and uh it was a huge success instantly it was uh, right by the um trolley station yeah and um you know people would get off and uh, get their hot dog and their Coke and right. be on their way. And it was just, there was nothing like it. It was yeah. new new to Atlanta. It was like the first fast food Which on the scene. Which was super strategic as far as location goes. Yes. Because I just, I've been reading recently about how huge trolleys were in Atlanta yeah. until like the 50s. Really, right. right, yeah. Yeah. And it's we can, crazy. I think it's, I've, the history that I've, I'm remembering is that we can contribute some of our crazy roadways in Atlanta to old trolley tracks and um, anyways so eventually he after about a year he kind of outgrew that and he called it the yellow jacket because it was just Mm -hmm. across the street from tech so um, it was just a huge success and he actually was able to make make a profit off of that in the first year and he um, bought another small piece of property and um it's like a small brick building where the varsity stands today at 61 north avenue and um he called it the varsity because he had a dream of opening more stores in other like sec towns Hmm. you know like football towns you know um in the southeast and in georgia uh, Which another history lesson? Georgia Tech was in the SEC. At yes, this time. it was. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Lots changed. Yes, yes, lots has changed. Um, so that was his his big dream and his goal. And right. um, yeah, I mean, he was just kind of a visionary, even yeah, for somebody who without was without a doubt, you know, a dropout. And yeah. it's kind of an inspiring story to me uh, still today. So the Yellow Jacket opens in is it 1928? Um, right? The Yellow Jacket opened in 27, I okay, think, and then the Varsity actually opened the, the following year. Gotcha. And he did um, the Yellow Jacket. I, I don't know all the history. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. this is like 90, coming up on right. 92 years ago. So right. we do have um, some books and things, but there's still sure. like kind of a lot of lost, almost lost history, hmm. especially when it comes to like um, – those very, very early days. Yeah. Um, so the Yellow Jacket actually uh, moved and, and opened into a bigger location, and it right. remained open, uh, I think, until 
sometime in the 30s. I'm not really sure, okay. honestly. I gotcha. you know I should know everything. So the yellow jacket lived on separately. It did. Yeah, wow, it did. Nice. Uh-huh. And they 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 had a little different. There's still some old photographs and stuff that I've seen. It looked like they yeah. had a little bit of a different serving style, and it was just right. a different scene. Uh, but people, you know, still today will tell me, you know, I, I hmm. ate at the yellow jacket. You know, it's like it's this crazy. like badge of honor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, after he moved into um, the small brick building, yeah, he just kind of started that. to acquire all of the properties surrounding it um, sure. as he could. And um, today we own two city blocks right there in Midtown, <laughs> and that's all because of him and yeah. his and his vision. So, Amazing. yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty rare piece of real estate it in is. the middle yeah. of the city of Atlanta it is. because it's. You know, you think about the actual building, and that's not even close to the footprint that you guys own now. That includes like the parking deck and the parking lot behind right. it, and mm-hmm. it makes for a pretty incredible Atlanta United tailgate spot. I'll yeah, tell you that. and a tech tailgate spot. And a tech tailgate yeah. spot. Except Georgia really takes it over on that oh, on that weekend. Every I mean, other it's just year. red and black. Yeah, every other year, which is appropriate. Yeah, you know? yeah. Good, good yeah. branding color scheme there. Right. But uh, I saw a picture actually on your website that I'd never seen uh, last night of that first brick building, um, and then I was reading, and. I guess the history is that on the first day that he opened that first um, location of the Varsity, he served like over 300 customers. Yes. On like the first day. Yes, on the first day. Insane. And it's crazy because in the same, just like a few months later, um, the recession hit. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the Great Depression. Unbelievable. So, and he still was able in that first year to make a profit selling hot dogs. And weathered the storm, obviously, yeah. of the depression. And well, it was cheap food, and it was yeah. convenient. And um, there was some, a lot of like places you could just go eat a cheap meal, you know, really um, fast and quick like it's that. Amazing. And also, it was really good. I mean, yeah, he was he was always a stickler for quality and consistency, and <laughs> we still have those. Um, you know, that's, those are those things that are still so close to our heart today, right. carrying on that tradition. Without a doubt. And then, what year was your grandmother born? Or, or roundabout. I don't mean to put you on the spot there. Um, okay, Sorry. So she's like 75 now? Okay. She, she, so I don't yeah, want her to listen to this because be... she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like in the in the 40s? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So yes. he had been cooking on the varsity for a oh, while yeah. before uh-huh. she came along. So And then actually the varsity Athens opened in 1932. Okay. So that one's been mm-hmm. around for quite a while yeah. too. And I noticed... Um, uh, in reading about the history as well, that was originally right across from campus, and then they opened the larger drive-in, yes, uh, kind uh-huh. of off campus up the hill a little bit. Yeah, um, later and Chick-fil-A on. is in our original spot right now. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well, listen, if you have to have another company take over your I spot, know. <laughs> you know, Chick-fil-A is the one. Another Atlanta company is yeah. all the way. Um, I have actually a funny story cool. about Chick-fil-A too. I don't know if you want it now or later. Oh, I would love it. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what year this was, but I know Truett, I think he just had his location uh, in Hapeville, the, yeah. the dwarf house, yeah. the original. And he um, was had his chicken sandwich and it was like his, his big hit. Yeah. And he um, brought some into the varsity and asked Frank, um, you know, would you try my chicken sandwich? You know, he tried yeah. the sandwich. He said, oh, it's great. And he said, well, did you think about selling it here? And my grandfather said no. Whoa. Yeah, he said no. Because it wasn't his. And it was like always yeah. his thing was like, I do 
what you know it's this is my place right. this is my thing like this is your thing and he true it actually um says that he gave him great business advice and he yeah. said you need to own this and like go out and, and this sure. is your thing you Do know it. my thing is beef and hot dogs mm. and hamburgers this is your you know this is awesome you take this and see what you can do with right. it right yeah and he did he did any <laughs> unbelievable yeah Man, the questions that that arises of what could have been i know, you know i always think about directions. that like what i wonder what would have happened if he said i'll just i'll just buy this chicken sandwich from yeah you. <laughs> yeah yeah wow crazy i know it's an awesome story mm-hmm. um Okay, so let's talk about, you know, I think we could talk about the history all day because oh, yeah, totally. I mean, we're almost at 100 years now yeah. of the varsity, 90 years, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, 91 so this year. 91, yeah. there you go. It, it continued to grow in the footprint um, at North Avenue. The building was renovated several times, several times you know, yeah. based we'll on... Probably uh, due for another one. Based on yeah. the period of uh, architecture. I saw a, a crazy picture the other day of, I guess it was sometime in the 50s, where they kind of completely stuccoed the outside of the building. Yeah, and it was the, very kind of the streamlined, sleek, yes, yeah. uh, sleek yeah. look, right. And I've heard that they've just continued to build on the outside yes. of the building. Is that so, correct? Yeah, so eventually, if you, if you dug down yeah. between, <laughs> through the layers of 90 years, you find the old brick building. You would find the old brick building. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. And then um, after the brick was the stucco and then the yeah. um, the enamel panels sure. that we have today that have held up so incredibly well since uh, yeah. like the 60s. So the old brick building is the one, is the portion of the restaurant that's right off of North it's Avenue. right on the corner. Like if you're going to turn in on... Yeah. And uh, into, right into the drive-in. It's yep. just like that corner right there. So if you park in the parking deck where we always park on the upper level... You'd have to walk all the way back yeah. to the other end of the restaurant, yeah. and that's sort of the original, yeah. original piece. Well, actually, there was also that that front of the that whole front. It was, so it was like varsity. Okay. Oh, it was varsity, uh, barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now then that was all taken over to become the varsity. Sure. And, and he owned all of those. Frank owned the barbershop. My um, actually my grandmother, uh, he put the barbershop in her name and she okay. ran all the finances from the barbershop and wow. all of the income that that generated she um, she used to manage the household. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could literally talk about that all day. That's crazy, right? But um, tell me your history with the varsity so obviously I mean we're talking you know 70 years of history of the varsity before you're old enough to really understand what's going on but as a kid are you guys just is it just part of what you do oh yeah it's part of what we do I mean it's what dad brings at home in cardboard boxes for dinner (laughs) you know when when we don't have anything else to eat and we yeah we look I I redesigned (laughs) that box the new one that's there yeah I was uh, super proud of that but um yeah, so it's just been, uh, you know, something that's in my blood and yeah. something that I love. And I've just, um, our family really holds it close to our hearts. Hmm. You know, it's very personal. Um, yeah. And it's it's not really, <laughs> it's not really about the hot dogs and the hamburgers. It's about our customers yeah. and um, our dedicated fan base that, you know, it just means so much to them. Like, I still frequently work in the restaurant in the kitchen behind the counter I still say what do you have that's awesome um and it's so crazy because I'm there and it's like I'm I'm carrying on something 
for my grandmother because people remember seeing sure. her there doing the same thing. And also my Aunt Susan, who ran the junior, they people, you yeah. know, they just like the varsity lady oh, type man. of thing. It's, it's a super cool junior. thing. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. Sad, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and that's another thing I was going to ask you about is the varsity has been very intentional about expansion over the years Mm -hmm. and even you know like closing some shops frank you know you said the original vision is you know all right um, a varsity in every Mm -hmm. sec town but like life gets in the way sometimes right right and you have to make sure that you know you're on solid footing at home and we just talked about surviving the great depression Mm -hmm. like talk about the challenges uh for you guys now of the decision of okay do we open a shop here how did how did douglasville or uh dawsonville that was uh, you know we always joke about man well we always try to take um we always try to take wisdom from from Frank because yeah. he was a visionary when it came to real estate and business and right. investing. Sure. And um, he just he he saw something in Atlanta that other people didn't mm. see, you know, and, and outside of Atlanta, he saw something for our area for the metro, yeah. and he invested his money into properties that I mean today, like where I live and like where I grocery shop. It's called Gordy Parkway because yeah. all of that property belonged to him for years and years wow. and years until he sold it. And that's where uh, Lasseter High School is now, yeah. you know, over there and um, all of the all of those shops and everything. So um, yeah. so that's what he, how he invested his money and he did it very wisely. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to do the same thing and we really saw something in Dawsonville and um, it has just exploded. I don't yeah. know if you've been up there lately, oh, I have. but um, yes. yeah, about I guess it has been more than ten years ago when we um, bought the property. I think the location's been open for almost ten years now. Yeah, um, they really, my family really. I guess I wasn't part of that decision. I wasn't in the right. business yet, but yeah. um, they really saw something in Dawsonville, <laughs> and you know they got great advice from people who who know what they're talking about. And they sure. said, Dawsonville's going to explode. And it did. And it did. And yeah. um, that store has just really been like a little tiny gold mine for right. us. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's been well, great. And it shows you, I'm going to show my age a little bit here, but I remember when the Norcross shop opened. Yeah. And my family to this day still calls that the new varsity. <laughs> you know, and it opened in what, like 91? Yeah, I think it was 90, 91. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Um, Yes, that's my home store. Mm-hmm. Now I'm down. It's a good one, too. It got a renovation yeah. recently. It did. Yeah. It looks great in yeah. there. It did. Um, I'm down at the one downtown just as much as I'm at that one yeah. um, just because of um, my job. But, Ashley, tell me now about your current role with okay. the varsity and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis in the, in the family okay. business. All right. Yeah. Well, personally, it was kind of, uh, it's always, I just always kind of saw myself um, being part of the family business. Yeah. Um, I'm actually the oldest of six, and currently wow. I'm the only one who had that um, no, calling. Don't. I feel like, or yeah. maybe my brothers are younger. My my um, my brothers are 23, 20, and 19. Yeah. So um, they're, you know, they might they're still in college and sure. like working out there. Yeah, younger years, so maybe that <laughs> might be something that they're interested in. They might in. get called home eventually. Yeah, they might yeah. get called home eventually. Yeah. You never know, but um, as as a teenager, you know, my first job, of course, was working in the varsity. You know, yeah. I started, you know, on the cash register and cleaning up wow. and, you know, sweeping the floors mm-hmm. and cleaning tables. And 
doing dishes and yeah. that's the things that we all start out doing is kind of a you have to do it you know you don't get yeah. special treatment because you're part of the family right. but um, I learned so much through that process and I just always loved being there you know I worked at Alpharetta when it um, when I was in high school and I sure. just loved it I loved going yeah. to work and I, um, I loved hearing the stories and I felt so a part of it and it's like <laughs> you meet a stranger but to them you're not a stranger because right. they know about your family and they know about you know your grandmother and your dad and yeah. you know the story of um, the varsity so it was just um, a really cool way to kind of get introduced to that side of the business as to just being a kid and like yeah. eating hot dogs and mm. um, so I kind of just saw myself there and uh, I just had a passion for the brand and yeah. for what we do. And so I, I went to college and, you know, I got my business degree. It's hmm. uh, awesome. I didn't really have a passion for marketing, but I knew that it was something that we needed. And um, I had, what mattered was that I had a passion for varsity. Yeah. So, um, yeah, after... Um, after I worked, kind of a another prerequisite, you have to work somewhere else before you can come back in after okay. college. So okay. uh, for about three or four years, I worked. Uh, I was a media buyer, actually. Gotcha. And um, I did that for a while, and I got a lot of really good experience. And then um, after, you know, begging and begging, I finally <laughs> got my spot in varsity. It yeah. wasn't really what I was expecting after coming out of my cushy media job sure. um we opened the dawsonville store and we needed a new manager so they said if you want to come in you have to be the manager of dawsonville wow. so i moved to dawsonville um, from buckhead and i started managing the varsity in dawsonville wow yeah and i did that for a couple years and i loved it it was great Very i just good. felt um you know, it was just like, I love working with my hands and I love sure. working close with people and I love interacting with our customers and um, just yeah. like being there in the morning, you know, like getting the, um, all the food ready and prepping everything, the smell of the pies and the varsity yes. orange in the tank, you know, it's just like, I just, I really loved it. And yeah. uh, I've always felt like I was lucky Yeah. when I would go in and I'm going to get emotional. No, <laughs> that's so cool, actually. Yeah. Cause you know, I think when I was prepping for this interview, I kind of wondered if, you know, sometimes when you're so close to something, you don't see what everybody else sees. It's yeah. so cool <laughs> and special about the brand. And it's awesome to me that from day one, you wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah. I mean, I actually remember, and I think I said this, um, there was a video that we filmed for the 90th and we put it on the internet and it just like, went viral yeah. crazy I was not expecting it so a lot yeah. of people have, I think have heard me say this but um I remember going down it was the 75th anniversary and like I yeah. knew about varsity like I knew uh, I knew it but I didn't really sure. know it like other people knew it and so when we were having that big party and there was all these people there <laughs> and, and you know everybody's coming up to my dad and you know Irby was there and awesome. it was just like did you ever get to work with Irby by the way or no Irby retired, I think Irby died in 2003. Okay. But gotcha. he did work for us for 55 years. Yeah. And he retired and came back three weeks later because he missed his family. <laughs> I read that. Yeah. I read that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I do remember that day and just, just thinking, like, wow, like this place is like insanely special. For the 75th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just remember it being like, okay, wow. This yeah. Is, this is bigger than I thought it was. Sure. You know? Now you talked about the, okay, you have to go work for somewhere else and then kind of begging your way back in. Are you talking to to dad yeah. and to grandma about this? Well, is I'm that talking who you have to, to convince? Okay, I'll never forget the, um, 
the interview. Yeah. <laughs> we were at the uh, Atlanta location. It was my dad and my uncle who's um, our VP. Okay. Um, so they sat down, and I remember the conversation so clearly in my head, you know, and just like, this isn't going to be fun. You know, yeah. this isn't going to be easy. And it, it was fun. Not every hmm. moment, not every second was fun. And it wasn't easy. Hmm. No, none of it was easy, but yeah. things that are worth it hardly ever are. Sure. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, they were like, we, you, you got to prove yourself. You have to hmm. prove that this means something to you. Hmm. And that uh, that meant to them doing a job that maybe they thought was too hard for me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, you obviously proved yourself. I did. At this point. I did. They, they I think I did. I did a pretty good job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so you managed the Dawsonville store for a couple of years. Yeah. Do you transition into marketing right after that? I did. Um, it was gotcha. a, kind of a big transition period of my life. I was <laughs> um, engaged and I got married. <laughs> and then shortly after my wedding, it was probably like eight, six, eight more months. Yeah. Um, they decided we need somebody in marketing full time because I was yeah. kind of doing that and managing the store, and sure. it kind of started to, you know, snowball into okay, we actually need like right. somebody who's designing things and, um, you know, doing social media, and hmm. that's really when social media like was a kind of a funny thing for us to handle yeah. because, yeah. Um, you know, Facebook you can just create. A page for something like you don't have to own it so people had created pages for all of our stores for our downtown store and they had thousands of likes and followers Hmm. and um we weren't managing it we didn't own them other people were running them you know (laughs) and talking about things and memories and stuff like that (laughs) that is not a challenge many brands (laughs) have to battle that's crazy (laughs) so i had to go in and like say take ownership of every page and yeah you know, all of that and kind of start like figuring out what is our voice? Like, how, right. how are we going to sound now? Because we want to relate to other people that have been coming since the yellow jacket and hmm. like the little kids, you know, yeah. whose grandparents are bringing them. So that was something that I kind of still am working on. Um, yeah. You know, what is what is our real like true voice? And that's um, that's kind of a hard thing when you have a company that's 90 years old. No doubt. Because it's probably evolved over the years, and the voice from 1928 is much different, yes. different than the voice yeah. from 2019. And the city's changed. Definitely. Um, oh man, has the city changed? So, um, but t- talk to me ab- about your challenge of okay, you come into this marketing role, and you have this brand that is so recognizable in Atlanta. Are you focusing on? taking the brand into like kind of updating it or making it yes. modern what are your what are your goals we when you did take in uh, that when, role? when I, I think it was my first year into my marketing role I'm the first marketing director the varsity's ever had I'm a one wow. one woman team I don't yeah. have a team it's yeah. just me um we um hadn't updated you know, our packaging we hadn't you mm. know we hadn't done um any work on our logo in a, in a, in a few years, yeah. you know, the, um, the box, you know, all the, you know, all of the stuff needed to be like right. freshened, freshened up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So that was a, a really exciting time for me because really got to do like a deep dive into history and, um, mm-hmm. looking back at, uh, old paper products and, um, you know, reading about our history yeah. and, uh, kind of coming up with, uh, what we are still using today. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel um it still feels like the varsity 
Very much so. I mean, I hope, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you still got the paper plates with the logo on it, and the the same cardboard box is still there. It's a little, you know, cleaner, maybe, and it's a little more 2019, which is awesome. Yeah. But you had such great, like, elements to work with. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Um, Are there things that you won't do in marketing because the brand is almost this sacred thing like some brands get very gimmicky in their promotion or they take themselves really really seriously for a good reason Mm -hmm. um do you feel that responsibility to kind of definitely yeah Yeah. um i would say that a lot of my job is saying no Hmm. a lot of it because we get a lot of opportunities and you know when i first started i didn't understand you know i'd like try to get approval for things um that I thought would be cool and interesting, and they would say, no, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. Why would we do that? We don't need to do that. Hmm. So, um, I, and then I've kind of learned the whys behind that, you right. know, um, because we are so protective of our brand and hmm. our, our name, and we wanna make sure that we believe in everything that we're, we're, we're putting our brand yeah. behind, because it's not just our brand, it's our family. Sure, sure, and you've got this incredible legacy that you're you know, constantly building on right. and, and protecting and stewarding. That's cool. Um, what are what are some of the crazy requests you've gotten as a we as get a lot of um, we get a we get a lot of press requests. Sure. And I am lucky enough to be able to uh, say yes to some of them, like yeah. um, the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Yeah. I had two months of it was just nonstop crazy. filming. It was. Yep. And it was free. And we, we didn't pay for any of the promotions <laughs> that we got during the Super Bowl. You know, they brought the trophy in. They brought it in the kitchen. And they, like, took all wow. these pictures and all these videos and all of the team members and everything. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've had, like, remotes so people filming. And um, <laughs> it's just – it's really cool to be able to, to get all of that yeah. free, free press. It's you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now – I'm curious to know, you got, you know, we've talked a lot already about this brand that's 90 years old and has this incredible history. A big part of what you're tasked with now is looking towards the future of the company yes. and mm-hmm. being obviously in the family. I know that you've kind of got a front row seat for talking about, hey, where's this business going? Because mm-hmm. either you're moving forward or you're moving backwards, right? Standing yeah. still is really hard to do. It is. So what, what do you see as the future for the varsity and the brand i have a lot of um a lot of hope for the future of the brand Mm. um i think that maybe in the eyes of a lot of people we've been uh standing still kind Mm. of for too long you know we did open our airport locations yeah but we also had to close the junior and we closed alpharetta right so i feel like um i kind of feel like after we closed alpharetta especially because we had also recently closed the junior we kind of i feel like we kind of took a little bit of a hit because, you know, I monitor social media, so sure. I can see, like, people's right. perception of the brand. and right. um, The curse of a uh, marketing and social yes. media person. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't get to be blissfully, blissfully right. ignorant. You know, when you, close, yeah. when you close a location, even if it's, you know, a conscious decision, you yeah. know, something that you, you do, you know, it, we could have kept it open. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't have to close it. But... Um, I feel like we kind of took a little bit of a hit mm. there yeah. and people are like, well, what's going on with the varsity, you know? And, um, but then we, you know, 
as time moves on, people start to forget. Yeah. <laughs> and we did open our two airport locations. And, um, you know, the food truck business has just been so great awesome. for us, too. You yeah. know, just um, especially because we haven't expanded um, outside the five stores that we have now. Yeah. Um, the, but we with the five food trucks that we have, we're able to take the varsity to places where it's not. Right. Right. Um, so I think that that has helped a lot. But I do have a lot of hope for um, the future of the brand. And... Um, I think we have some pretty, um, pretty awesome things in the works. I'm yeah. not at liberty to discuss them. Love it, love it. <laughs> but just know that um, there, we're we are we are considering we're we're considering um, some big things in the That's next awesome. couple of years. Yeah. Well, we at Atlanta Board and Brand, you guys are part of our family now too. So when that news is coming out, let us know. I will I'll come back on, and we will shout from yeah. the rooftops, right? So what the varsity's doing? Have you guys been to Lilburn Food Truck Tuesday out here? I don't know. Probably, oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we need to make that a regular thing. Is that it a big awesome. deal? Do lots of trucks. It's a big come deal out? in Lilburn. Yeah, yeah, there's probably um, eight to ten trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like every Tuesday during the summer. Um, oh, just in the summer? Okay. Yeah, it's. I think it's like May through October, yeah. maybe. Yeah, cool. But yeah. It's a cool deal. Um, you are actually the first podcast interview in our new studio here in Lilburn, which I don't know if our listeners could hear the lovely train yeah, that it. went by <laughs> in the background. That's going to be a staple yeah. on the podcast from here on out, which is very Atlanta, right? It is. Railroad town. There you, go. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, all right, I want to have a little fun okay. to close this out, Ashley. First of all, what will you have? Where did that come from? Okay, so that's one of those um, one of those questions I get a lot that yep. I don't have a 100% straight answer for, sure. but we always contribute what do you have to Irby. Right. Because he was the original counterman. Sure. You know, when once sure. once service moved from mainly outside to inside, the yep. experience changed a lot for people and it was kind of a new thing. And <laughs> Irby was there and he was that personality. You know, he was yeah. he was the guy who was running the show and um he, I, I really think that it was Irby it, that he, he gotcha. started it. Yeah. At least he's the one that yeah. put it on a megaphone. Right. You know, yes. and made it the big deal. Uh huh. Okay. So another, uh, I'm going to test you here. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to know how well you know your varsity lingo. Okay. I'm ready. All right. I'm starting you off easy. All right. What's well, a naked dog? Plain hot dog. All right. We're going to get a little more difficult. Uh, steak. Um, it's just a hamburger. Yeah. This says hamburger with ketchup, mustard, and pickle. I didn't know that if you just order a hot dog, it was automatically like a chili yes. and mustard. Yeah. See, 34 years old, been going to the varsity my whole life, didn't know that. Yeah. But, all right, glorified burger. Um, it's a regular hamburger, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise. Okay. All right. The Joe Ree. A Joe Ree is a coffee with cream. Okay. Um, we don't really sell much coffee anymore. Okay. So this is an old. That's an old school. But yeah. some people, I've I've had people ask for a Joe Ree. Really? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sideways. Sideways. Um, that's with onions on the side. You got it. Bag of rags. <laughs> Potato chips. <laughs> Potato chips. Uh, strings. Fries. Order fries. Uh, walk a dog. To go. Hot dog to go. Didn't know this one either. Uh, Yankee dog. Just uh, mustard. Yeah, naked dog with mustard, right? Yeah. 
Um, let's see. This one was interesting. MK dog. Mustard ketchup dog. Got it. And a heavyweight. Extra chili. Well, high five. I know. You know <laughs> I've been doing this for too long. If I fail yes. that test, I need to get fired. <laughs> Listen, I need to study up on that because uh, I've definitely been doing it wrong, apparently. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Ashley, you're, you, as you've said, your, your family – your career at this point is so invested into this brand mm-hmm. for you moving forward you know director of marketing for the bar- varsity is a big job and it's a it's a calling in a lot of ways because of your family history is this something you see yourself in for the long haul oh yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in it you're in it yeah i'm in it yeah. <laughs> is uh i'm not going anywhere your, your little tykes will probably end up uh, as part of the fifth generation yeah fifth generation crazy well, Ashley, thank you so much. Thank for you. In. It was and a blast. Yes, we look forward to uh, to visiting you guys all over town for yeah. three years. Yeah, thank so, you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that was certainly a bucket list guest for us on the show. Stay tuned for big news from the varsity in the near future, and don't forget to stop in for a naked dog, a glorified steak, an fo, a pc, a bag of rags, or an order of strings. You can check out The Varsity online at thevarsity.com and certainly follow them on social media at thevarsity1928. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.